Okay, we did it. We're live. And uh, most importantly, Fabio's back. Hi, Fabio. Back. <laughs> hello, hello. I need to have like those crowd sounds. No, no, like... don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. <Keep stuff. laughs> it was just an idea. I don't know. Well, um, hi, Fabio. Hi, everyone. And uh, by the way, Fabio, the, the, the intro video was new for you, right? It yes, it was the first time for me. Yes, well, yeah. it's it's interesting yeah. to see how you're interesting. <laughs> interesting is it's an interesting word. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, nice. Yeah. It's nice. So it, I I went went. You know, I was looking at you some lives ago, um, because I like to 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 have a look at the lives. So during during while they are happening, um, but. I always joined like five or ten minutes late. Okay. <laughs> Many <laughs> things happen in my late. life, so I was late, and I I always lost this new so this new intro. So nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, just a nice thing. I hope it's nice. Just you know, even you people uh, watching this, let me know if you if you appreciate it. I see someone joining from YouTube. We are live on. Uh, LinkedIn, the X, Twitter stuff, I don't know how to call it <laughs> anymore, uh, and YouTube. So hi, everyone. And uh, just, you know, uh, you have the chat there. Feel free to use it, comment, use uh, use it as, uh, you know, to ask anything so we can have this conversation together. And uh, I should say, first of all, if this is the first time you watch this, this is the Security Break podcast, just a little project of mine where I invite uh, the coolest people out there, like Fabio this time, uh, to have uh, just a little conversation on some of the uh, last uh, security news uh, that we collected from the last week. Um, we This is episode 25, so th that's a pretty nice number. Uh, and uh, you can see and you can watch all of the previous episodes on the YouTube channel, so go in there. Uh, uh, maybe subscribe so you will be also notified for all of the next videos. So that's it. Uh, Fabio, well, yeah. most of the people uh, that um, watched the previous episode know you, but maybe you want to introduce you once again. What do you think? Yeah, why not? Uh, so I'm Fabio. You you can read my name there. Um, I work as an IT security analyst at the Swiss National Supercomputer. So let's do it. Correctly, sorry. I'm an IT security engineer or analyst. Let's call it like you like. Um, at the Swiss National Supercomputing Center in Lugano. So we are part of ETH Zurich. And yes, I'm I'm there trying to protect or uh, secure our infrastructure, our HPC infrastructure. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Actually, I always think that you know you're in a real, real, um, let's say, interesting and particular uh, kind of uh, scenario, right? You don't see that same context everywhere. Um, and it's, I think it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Crazy. It definitely is. Yeah, 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 it is. It's, yeah, and, so it's um, not common. It's not common, the environment we yeah, have. Definitely. You, you, I think you have to deal with some stuff that most of the people out there, even in the same, you know, still working in security, don't really, uh, you know, know about. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely 
interesting. You you get to know a lot of uh, uh, interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, or it's science. With. So people people wants to to have open open stuff, uh, exchange of data, research, and you know, if something is open, yeah. somebody will try to jump in. And yeah, and we see lot. <laughs> yeah exactly. Try to, to understand if the traffic is in clear text. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's um, let's go on. So the idea is this one. Uh, we collected a bunch of news. I'm going to share my screen here. I'm going to introduce uh, the news itself, and then we can have a chat on that. Um, all of the uh, articles we're going to discuss about, I'm going to take those links and put it uh, in the description of the video later. So uh, feel free to to go in there, do your own, you know, research, do your, you know, make your own opinion, and maybe let us know what you think later. Uh, okay, so this is my screen. Yes. And that's the first news. So um, we decided to start with uh, um, this news that is actually taken from a, a Google uh, blog that just came out this week. Uh, that is pretty interesting. So uh, this is talking about the, um, the work of a specific team inside Google that is called uh, TAG, so Chat Analytics Group. Um, they basically are tracking a lot of... Um, uh, zero-day vulnerabilities uh, that are affecting uh, Google products, but of course also, you know, um, third parties. And, um, you know, in order to, um, you know, track them, analyze them, and maybe at some point uh, find uh, how to, to fix those flaws and maybe reach out to the third parties uh, vendors that are affected by it. So, you know, overall they can... Uh, um, you know, counteract those uh, those uh, uh, zero-day vulnerabilities. And uh, the very interesting thing that it's uh, specified in this report is that most of the zero days that they tracked in the, uh, I think in the last year, uh, yes, basically in 2023, uh, most of those, uh, they are um, apparently uh, linked to the uh, work of what they call CSV or commercial spyware vendors. I admit this is the first uh, time that I hear or I read this specific acronym. That's pretty, really useful. Uh, they are specifically referring to those, um, you know, let's say legitimate companies, because they are companies, in fact, uh, that are developing and selling, uh, you know, um, basically spywares that are being sold to governments to uh, uh, secret agencies and uh, so on and so forth around the world. The problem with those is that, you know, most of the time uh, we see a lot of uh, sketchy stuff happening that is using those kind of uh, softwares, even though they are, you know, they should be legitimate, they should be uh, sold and used only by specific, uh, you know, uh, actors uh, out there. And still there's a lot of, you know, um, uh, best stuff that is uh, happening because of those same softwares. Um, and this is one other thing, right? Apparently, the worst and most of the zero-day vulnerabilities are being, uh, you know, either developed or either, you know, uh, found or just uh, used by these uh, sketchy vendors, uh, which is which is interesting, right? Uh, which is definitely interesting. Uh, we know... You know, just to just to uh, remember everyone, we're talking about zero-day vulnerabilities. What we mean is basically a vulnerability that is being 
um, uh, found by, by someone out there and that same person or organization is not really contacting the vendor, right? Uh, to let them know oh, you have this uh, this very bad thing out there that can be uh, misused, that can be um, uh, very bad for you. So they just keep it secret so they can use it, uh, you know, for for their own uh, interests. In this case, to use it for for uh, to, to spy on people, to spy on organization, and so on and so forth. Now that's already that's already something. I think we have a. Uh, a um, couple of different uh, nice topics in there. Um, mm-hmm. What's the what's the first first that come came to your mind while, while reading this, Fabio? Well, uh, you know this market. It's so it was the same for me about the acronym. So the CSV I always used for comma separated values. Right. <laughs> yeah. So never never heard about the co- commercial. Uh, usage spyware, uh, for, yes. for spyware, yes, for spy, spyware vendors. Um, so it's it's quite strange, I would say. Uh, it's it's a topic. I mean, cybersecurity nowadays is is a big topic. It's a huge topic. We we have many different things outside. We have. Uh, our data sold here and there, but spyware. So, uh, you know, I, I I feel it's uncomfortable. I would say to mm. to to read news like this one because I uh, I don't know um, what to say pre- precisely, but it's. It's difficult. So, so it's a, it's it's the news itself. It's 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 diff- so it's commenting itself. We don't need to to comment too much about about it. But everything behind this news is, I would say, shocking. But it's maybe too much shocking. Uh, so you you will say you were not expecting that most of the zero day vulnerabilities out there were, um, you know being used by by those vendors what, what do you say is is that something you were expecting or or maybe not yes but not in that measure that okay. that's written in the article so it's a bit over what i was expecting yeah. i mean uh, of course we have like let's say a limited vision of yeah, sure. you know the google team right google team is working i will say mostly on uh what is affecting their own products uh, the report also mentioned, uh, you know, iOS or Windows, uh, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, most of the research is, of course, going to be focused on uh, uh, Google stuff. That is already a lot, a lot right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely everyone uh, and uh, myself included uh, are using uh, Google products and, uh, you know, Google uh, softwares, you know, Gmail or uh, their, uh, I don't know, Google Office or whatever. Work, drive, yes. Google Drive, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's definitely a thing. And uh, Android. Let's remember every everyone that Android is a uh, officially Google product. So yeah. everyone is using an Android device, and all of zero-day vulnerabilities that are affecting Android, all of those are being, uh, of course, researched by uh, this uh, this Google team, and. Um, well, when it comes to mobile devices, so Android mm-hmm. and 
uh, iOS, yes. I'm not really uh, surprised that most of the you know uh, vulnerabilities are being used by spywares because mm-hmm. when you know even in previous episodes of the of the podcast, uh, you know most of the time when you talk about spyware, because the most of the time the targets are individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. not really organizations. Uh, they are going to target a mobile device most of the time yeah. because that's yeah. the their attack surface. I would say. For all the rest, I don't know. I will also have expected something, you know, a little less. Um, but that's something. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, so for mobile devices, it's as you were as you were saying. Um, it's because you always have your mobile device with you. So it's it's the easiest way to get you and being able to always monitor and track you, so spy you. Um, but yes, targeting companies is or organizations, it's different. So you you need to have a larger basis on to target, and yeah, it's it's a different target and. It's it's more difficult, but the numbers are really so. As you were saying, also we know about the Google products, mostly about Google Google products. Uh, so it's just a small part of small but big part of. of and the still, these are the ones that you know they they found, of course, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the point about zero days. Zero days means that you know technically no one still knows about it. Uh, you know, of course, the the the, um, <laughs> the first um, first one excluded. Um, so technically, I would say uh, it's even um, technically wrong to call them zero days uh, mm-hmm. right now because if they found about it, if they um, reached some patches at some point, they are not zero days anymore. But you know, mm-hmm. just to um, for a better understanding, we, we refer to them as you know. They were zero days, I will say, uh, at the moment that they were um, discovered. Uh, But yeah, this is just a technicality. Uh, Now, like the uh, another thing that is pretty interesting from the article itself is that you know, uh, once again, the Google Tag uh, team is working on finding these vulnerabilities and to reach out to the third-party vendors. And basically, every time they are doing that, or that anyone else is doing something like that, right? Um, they are eventually patching the uh, the, um, the vulnerability and the product that is uh, affected, and that means that the the CSV, this commercial uh, spyware vendors, basically their uh, their products stop working, or some of the features of their products uh, will stop working. And they are technically, you know, even losing money every time something like this happens, right? So it's a very, um, it's a very weird market, you know, not 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 only because uh, it's uh, it's a little, you know, it's not always legit, I will say, but also because technically every time there's a an improvement, uh, you know, security-wise, technically for them, it's uh, uh, they are losing. Which is which is interesting, right? They they're going on the opposite direction uh, of the rest of the industry, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could have like sold this product for millions, probably, 
and uh, maybe if it stops working, uh, your client wants the money back mm. and they yeah. want millions back. So that, that, that's pretty sketchy for a company uh, if suddenly something like this happens. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that they're, they're basically going to be against patching the vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. right? So that, right? I think that's the, the biggest reason why you know, mo- most of the people in the, in the industry don't really like those companies because uh, they are doing money on something that is going against the, the overall um, research yeah. efforts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Uh, there are some names also in, in the article about these CSVs yeah. and yeah, well, there are like the, the most, I would say, well, they, they call it notable, I would say famous ones, right? But definitely there will be more in the report itself. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, of course, the NC, I would say the NCO, NC, no, NSO, sorry. NSO. The NSO group is probably the most famous one, just because they are always in the news, always. I think yeah. Pegasus, their, their, their product is uh, one of the, uh, most used and most famous ones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, NSO, by the way, it's an uh, in, in Israeli uh, company that is doing something like that. But we definitely have a couple of Italian ones, which are um, unfortunately uh, pretty well known for that same thing. Mm-hmm. But if you are, you know, um, if you talk with maybe journalists uh, um, uh, that are specifically following this kind of topics, there are actually so many of these companies out there uh, yeah. from pretty much any any country. So that's, um, you know, no no one is really, um, uh, you know, without, without problems. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, th- this is a kind of market that, of course, every country and every government is interested in. Just because if you have um, the technologies, if you have the capabilities, uh, you can potentially... Sp- I don't know, spying on, on other countries or just on individuals that are pretty interesting for you. So and everyone wants to uh, build those capabilities uh, yeah. on, on their side. And be a right? step ahead. Yeah, always a step ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary. It's scary. Yeah, definitely. One thing that is not specified in this article, but I, I read another one just, just mm-hmm. because it's interesting, it's connected is that uh, the um, U.S. government just, uh, you know, uh, is trying to make it more difficult for foreign uh, spyware vendors right, uh, yeah. to, um, uh, to, make, um, to make business with the, uh, with the U.S. and the U.S. companies, right? Yeah. And, uh, of course, they do not specify which ones they are going to, select which companies can and cannot uh in in uh you know on every single scenario or say that's on purpose because maybe it's okay if u.s companies do that right uh and foreigners cannot so that's yeah yeah Yeah. i i I think this so Ethically speaking, this should be avoided. So there will be the countries should be stopping it, blocking it from inside. So uh, US should say we don't accept it. We 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 fight it. But you know, instead 
of fighting it or claiming that they are fighting it they just block some some groups to to sell things to us or yeah um politics <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> i mean it's not only the us i will say right because, no no I, i'm yeah. just taking us yeah, because yeah. you mentioned it but i would say any any country i you know if nso I, now we, we take again nso or uh, any other group if from the from the his own state they get yeah. some blocks this would be easier for for everybody so i don't know that if they block the traffic or if they do something like this but we know that it will never happen because they they use themselves maybe yeah. maybe they use themselves the same tools <laughs> by the way this is always a, a tricky kind of conversation because the point is always you know even law enforcement are maybe using some of these uh, tools in order to catch the, the real bad guys out there, right? So that's the legit business that they, these companies are supposed to do, right? Yeah. So uh, I will say governments have a legit interest in it, right? Uh, and in having access to those to those same tools on you know under some circumstances or just a. Um, you know, uh, on some point of views. So yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Definitely, um, uh, I don't I don't think we, we will ever find a, a you know an end to this kind of conversation. But it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting to um, to chat about it. Um, I think I think we are good to jump on the next one, uh, which uh, it's not on purpose, but it's always connected to Google on a in a different in a different way this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about um, the uh, Danish Data Protection Authority. Uh, you know, uh, if, if it's not uh, clear yet, we have this thing called GDPR in Europe. Uh, this is a regulation that, you know, for any country in Europe, basically uh, put some very strict rules on how you handle data and how you process data. And every country have their own uh, Data Protection Authority. This time we're talking about the Danish one. And uh, they basically um, just uh, uh, you know, announced that uh, Danish schools are um, basically uh, sending too many data, uh, too much data to, to Google without you know, caring too much about what they do uh, with it, right? So apparently uh, Danish schools um, are very commonly using uh, Google products such as the Chromebooks, so the uh, Google laptops, basically, I would say, and uh, you know their office suite, their their Google workspace uh, for their uh, students, maybe maybe even uh, um, teachers. I'm not sure it's specified in the article, but probably if everyone is using it, I will also expect yep. teachers to do so. Seems um, so. And, yes. um, it's not very clearly written, but seems so. Yes. Yeah, I will, I will probably say so. And um, basically, at some point, uh, uh, one of the you know uh, kids' parent and activist um, protested about you know this usage without you know any any check any you know uh, inquiry on why and uh, what exact uh, processing Google was doing with the school's data and the kids' data, uh, and uh, eventually uh, the, the data protection authority said something said something about it. And the thing is that um, 
Right now, the schools have just a few months to uh, stop sending those data to Google, right? Or make sure that, and I'm simplifying it right now, or just make sure that, uh, you know, uh, every usage and processing of those data are, uh, let's say, legit and uh, intended just for um, the, 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 just the legit usage of uh, those tools, right? Of the laptops and uh, uh, the Google suite. Now, I think this is a very uh, interesting thing for, uh, for a specific reason, right? Um, nowadays, uh, I'm not in school for, for, from a while now, right? But nowadays I, I hear and I see that uh, everyone is using you know, uh, technology for, for their own, uh, you know, uh, just, just studying or just in, in schools, teachers are, have a lot of uh, applications and uh, uh, things that they have um, to do, uh, you know, using, using a computer, basically. So we have everything um, uh, digital, basically, nowadays, right? And you need tools, you need applications, you need softwares uh, to work and to study and everything, right? And most of the time, I would say probably all of the time, you always have, you know, third-party software and applications, right? This time, once again, we are talking about Google, but maybe, you know, uh, somewhere else they're using Microsoft stuff. Maybe <laughs> anywhere else, probably, you know? Uh, yeah. They use uh, Windows on laptops and they use Microsoft Office for, for their homework or whatever. I, and they're using, I don't know, uh, uh, Microsoft Edge instead of Google Chrome for their... Yeah. You know, internet research and everything. So the point is that it's not about Google. It's about, you know, uh, if you use any tool, if you use any software, you're also sending data to that company for, for many different reasons, right? So I really feel this, you know, I understand why this is happening. But at the same point, I, I, I you know, my, my thoughts are, okay, what's the, um, what's the alternative? Do we have an alternative? Can the school actually do something about it or maybe not, right? Um, what, do you, what do you think? I would say this is due to laziness. No, nowadays it's maybe laziness, but it it went so fast, the, the technological evolution, mm -hmm. that it was difficult for people. So we are specifically on cybersecurity. We are talking about cybersecurity today, but cybersecurity is a topic since... 10 years, let's, yeah, maybe 20 10 years. years, okay? 20 years, okay. Let, let's be generous. Um, and, and we are very specific, but look at what happened in the last 20 years. So mm. 20 years ago, I was not having a smartphone in my pocket. Uh, or yes, they, they were starting, but it was quite far from having a, a cloud account to store all my private data, personal data, or even worse, to share data uh, from the school. So my, maybe there are um, teachers that are using Google Drive. Now let's talk about Google, but the cloud to store mm -hmm. personal identification data about the, the people at school. So the students and maybe pictures of them. And, you know, we, hear about data leaks every day uh, who knows what can happen so and again 
if if this evolution was not that fast, maybe the adoption phase would have been slower and governments would have taken some actions to create the, let's call it private cloud or government cloud uh, to manage this kind of stuff. Uh, the fact that big companies did it before we could even think about doing it. Uh, yeah, they, they were again one step ahead of us or, or one step ahead the governments or the people out there that could do it for the public institutions. And yeah, then the data protection law should have been used only to exchange data between. So when I wanted to get data or send data to other private clouds. Uh, so I, I, I'm thinking while, while speaking, mm -hmm. it, it sounds a bit legacy what I'm saying, <laughs> okay. but uh, I would, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting old, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of legacy, but at the same time, it's something that would have worked better because any activist, so one act, so this activist was complaining about the usage of Google cloud for schools. Uh, if the government was managing the platform or being responsible of the platform, then his complaint would have gone to the government. And since he is paying taxes and <laughs> is sponsoring this, he, so he, he should be managing this. So the question would, would have been more direct. One thing that they are complaining about is also that it took like four years and something to, to take yeah. this decision. If it was something internally managed, it would have been like easier. And you say would so? <laughs> I would so I would say so, yes, because you know the fact that you you are talking about a so big third party, mm, it's yeah. difficult also to manage. So why shouldn't we trust Google? Yeah, I mean it it's um, one question. It it definitely depends. Right, it's that definitely once again not an easy an easy topic. Yeah. Uh, I feel there's definitely like a, an overall movement against the big tech when it comes to handling our own data. You know, we, we had definitely a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, past events that uh, made most of the people out there really against uh, you know social media and. Uh, uh, big tech handling and processing our data and so on and so forth, which you know I I definitely understand. At the same time, there's you know what you said before, like maybe we should have every country should have uh, uh, their own uh, uh, you know government cloud storage and uh, application and softwares, so we don't have to rely on uh, you know third parties or even companies from other countries because. Uh, most of the time, that that's the problem, right? The thing that it's not about Google; it's about the fact that Google is uh, an American company, right? And it's not in Europe, so you are actually sending data on another country, and you don't, you don't know what they are going to do with it. Uh, maybe if we had not only, I'm not sure if the problem is with the uh, government stuff against, uh, you know, maybe if we had our own European Google. Mm -hmm. Will that uh, have been a problem as well? I'm mm -hmm. not sure. 
For some people, maybe yes. For some people, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, at the same time, my, you know, what I always think, the first thing that I think, uh, uh, you know, I always process with this kind of topics is, you know, companies like Google or even Microsoft or even, you know, Amazon, they have mature software, right? They have really mature uh, technologies because they are working and developing it from so long time right now, right? That they work well, they are uh, pretty secure if you know how to configure them, right? They know their stuff. And if we decide suddenly today to start developing our own cloud storage, yeah. we will need so long for, you know, in my opinion, to, to reach that same status. Uh, and uh, that means that in the meanwhile, let's say that it, it, will, it will take five years, 10 years, I don't know. In the meanwhile, our schools are going to be without technology. Yeah. What does that say about, you know, what those kids will be used to, to do and to use, right, when they will grow up? Mm-hmm. That's oh, a yeah. very huge decision. Uh, yeah, it is. But, but, but I understand why, why we started to, to talk about it, right? Um, since we don't have those very big companies on, on, on our end, let's say. Well, the, there is also this. So I, I'm not in the legal part because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not interested. In, so I'm not going deep in that. But there is this law. If you are a U.S. company, you, you must send. So if you are required from a court or something, you must send the data to them. So this is something that we always underestimate, maybe. Even if you have the, the 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 branch, I would say branch in Switzerland, but Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Meta, uh, call it like you want. Um, if there is something from US asking for request, asking a formal request for the data, they must provide it to US. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe somebody from the comments or in the future they will they will share some more also for me to to better understand but this is something that can scare so that should scare people about the their personal data but as you said without those big companies most of these technological advantages we have today would not have been possible so Right. Thanks to them that they are taking care of it from, from one I, side. I am pretty sure that you know if we if we go back to this specific scenario here, I'm pretty sure that you know when Google's will receive you know the communication and they will risk to lose so many you know different organizations around uh, around the country because of this issue, they will find a way, right? They will yeah. find a way to you know specifically process data from that country in a way that is not really bothering too much the uh, the authority there and they will probably just stick with it because I always feel like you know once again I understand the, the privacy concerns but there there's also you know a risk in changing the technology from a day to the other right uh, you know an entire school or an entire country that has to change provider 
and uh, migrate all of the data, migrate all of the workflows and processes to a new technology, you know, it can lead to a lot of different problems. Yeah. Uh, even security problems, right? Mm -hmm. So at mm -hmm. some point, it really, in my opinion, if, if it's doable, it's better to go in there and try to fix the problem with that specific vendor if it's doable, right? Yeah, I and I think Google has an interest in in, in that, right? Uh, yeah. If if they can, you know, maintain the, the customers, why not? Um, sure. Uh, so 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 yeah, I think that's that's the point here. I I think that's the one of the biggest role of the regulations and laws when it when it comes to, to technology. The thing is that you know you have to contain and limit what the big companies are able to do. Of course, otherwise, you know, they can do whatever. And we go back yeah. to the spyware thing that we were discussing yeah. before. So we need to, you know, using regulation, we can uh, some way uh, give a direction, like the right direction to technology. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't become a, a weird monster that we are all scared about. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. So that's my opinion. Um, Okay, uh, I think, yeah, this, this was uh, another one, and this, this is definitely not going to be the, the last um, uh, privacy-related thing that will, um, uh, you know, that we will include in our episodes. But let's uh, let's see what we have next. And just before we do that, a little reminder for anyone who is watching this, uh, you know, consider maybe hitting that subscribe button just because it's uh, just saying to me, uh, that uh, you're interested in this, you're liking this, and maybe I should do more and I should continue, uh, you know, reaching out to uh, people like Fabio and uh, having this uh, little conversations here because it's useful, useful not only for me, that's that's for granted, but also for, for you out there. So uh, thank you for that. Much appreciated. And I'll add, like, like always do, there are many <laughs> other platforms where, where you are hosting content. So there is... YouTube, uh, then okay. I don't know if you're still stre streaming live on on Twitch or if you stopped. But once th there are some live, there were some lives there. There is Instagram, there is TikTok. Uh, so guys, I George mean, is doing lots just of search, work. search for it. it it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly so, everywhere. So if you're if you're using another platform, you know, feel free to, to search uh, search for it. You will will definitely find it uh and yeah maybe let me know if you would like more to see more content on another platform instead of, of youtube uh that's that's another very appreciated information yeah, it's, it's so, quite an effort so please guys just a like it's 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 appreciated <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um yeah okay so what do we have next this yeah, is that, uh that's cool. <laughs> that this is an interesting one and it's uh uh, more technical one. I don't really usually, um, you know, get the, this kind of news just because I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, be too too boring uh, in these conversations. But I think this is uh, uh, pretty pretty cool. So, um, okay, uh, a little of context before going to the news. Um, the article is going to talk about uh, BitLocker, right, and a specific vulnerability that. Uh, that basically uh, a, a guy found in it and uh, what it is. So BitLocker is basically um, something that 
all of you are using and you don't know about it. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a technology uh, that Microsoft is implementing on their uh, Windows machines um, that is basically uh, encrypting uh, the, uh, your hard disk or your SSD or whatever you have on your own computer um, to encrypt the data when, uh, you know, um, mostly because, you know, if anyone steal your own computer, right, and uh, they don't know your credential, they cannot power on uh, your computer, they then cannot even uh, read the data directly from the hard disk because everything that is written in the disk, it's, it's encrypted and technically should not be accessible by anyone. So only from you, because you you have the, the credentials to, to access to your own computer. So that's the, the theory, right? And everyone is using it. I think nowadays it's uh, owned by default pretty much everywhere, or it should be. I hope it is. Uh, definitely most companies are using it because, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a very big risk. Uh, <laughs> if uh, anyone steals... Uh, a laptop from from an employee, right? Nice. You can enforce all of the uh, security measures and technologies from your infrastructure. But if someone can just steal your data because they can, you know, go, go in there and physically take a laptop, that's a big risk. So encrypting all of the disks by by default and making sure that um, after some time that you do not use the computer. It, uh, it freezes and it uh, log off automatically. Basically, enable the the BitLocker technology to, um, you know, uh, just contain the the, uh, the risks and uh, um, keep uh, keep the data secure. But here's the thing: it's not as secure as we all thought, or at least um, you know, uh, this uh, this YouTuber actually Stacks Machine. Uh, thanks for your work, by the way, Stacks Machine. Um, they um, they demonstrated in a, in a video uh, that they really easily, um, basically, uh, you know, found a, a flaw in the in the uh, in technology, and uh, they demonstrated using a Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi, once again, if you don't know, it's a, um, I would say a computer. Right, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a little embedded. Um, uh, how do you say it? I, I am a word. Let's call it computer. It's yeah, fine. Let's, let's call it computer. Okay, just for for uh, to make it easy. Uh, very small computer that you can you know program to do whatever you want. Uh, and in this case, they basically uh, built it and uh, programmed it to read directly from the motherboard of the computer the communication between. The CPU, so uh, the, the uh, central brain of your own computer, uh, with the external uh, chip that is called TPM, uh, that sometimes is um, uh, used to store some of the information BitLocker uh, is, is using, right? So it's not always like that. Sometimes you have the CPU that is able to do everything on its own. And in that case, this kind of um, exploit, this kind of uh, vulnerability uh, is not affecting it. But whenever you have this external um, chip, this external PPM, Trusted Platform Model, uh, on the motherboard, the communication between the CPU and the TPM, uh, it's it's not encrypted. 
So uh, basically, if you are able to read that communication directly on the motherboard, so basically they are attaching uh, the, the Raspberry Pi to the motherboard and reading the communication that is going on uh, between the two, um, uh, the two chips. Uh, that you know can basically reveal uh, the key that enables you to decrypt the disk. So I hope that makes sense because it was very fast and it was very you know um, making something easy while it is not really. Uh, but yeah, once again, um, you know something that we really think it's uh, it's a standard, something that we really think it's making pretty much everyone secure and we don't really um, care too much about it, right? We, I don't think you're really caring about where you leave your laptop or your device because you have full disk encryption nowadays everywhere. All of the um, most recent operating systems do have uh, full disk encryption, even mobile devices and everything. So we are pretty much uh, secure on that point of view but we still can find, you know, this kind of vulnerabilities with the very cheap technologies like the Raspberry Pi in order to, to exploit them. So basically everyone can do that while they have access to the technology and the software, uh, especially if, if, it, if, if it becomes open source at some point, which I, I'm sure it will be <laughs> uh, like every exploit. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty big risk. I wonder how long it will take to find a, a a fix because this is an hardware issue, right? Yeah, correct. And I don't know if it's fixable, like with some firmware upgrades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, as you said, it's it's something specific to the external TPMs, so the trusted platform modules, external to the CPU, um, or so with, with a lane outside, so long enough. And I didn't look at the complete video yet. I just had some, just took some 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 spot of the video to understand what they were doing, uh, what he was doing. Um, and that's interesting. He created this this um, Raspberry Pi Pico, so it's very small uh, board with the pins directly connected. Here. Yes, you have the picture uh, on top. Yeah um directly p- connected to to the lanes and yeah well with some study behind to understand which lane does what to to decrypt the data he was able to steal the information so the the, the information exchange so it, it was like a man in the middle attack <laughs> to to from from the cpu and the tpm um to Try the, the decryption key for the for the BitLocker. BitLocker, yeah. Um, it took yeah, less it than a minute. A, it, it is a, a man in the middle, right? You're basically sniffing the communication between the, the two things yeah. uh, because you are in the middle of the two things where you are not supposed to be there. So Correct. technically, the, the the article I don't know if the YouTuber also mentioned it, but technically I will I will call it man in the middle. Yeah. I don't remember if it goes in, in a way, but the, the video is quite recent. It's five days ago. So, uh, But this change also a bit the perspective of encrypted drives for, I don't know, forensics investigation. 
or that's true incident response uh, this can can change a bit the cards <laughs> yeah uh, so we we can see also benefits out of it maybe wow. not only bad things uh, but yes quite interesting also this because he's doing on his own laptop yeah i don't know if the technology is that weak um, so it, it's an old laptop he used mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's still that weak but i would say yes otherwise he wouldn't have published the, the video <laughs> i mean it's uh it's definitely an hardware thing right and hardware does not change as often or as yeah. uh, you know as quickly as software yeah. and uh you know this is just another um Another clue that security research is needed because because of this, probably from now on, we will always have motherboards that have uh, everything embedded in the CPU because they 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 basically demonstrated that you know the TPM if it's put externally could be a problem, right? Even if they you know change the the firmware and everything, potentially this is an issue that uh, yeah. can be there. And it's be definitely better to have everything embedded. So maybe you know this is going to just deviate the future um, yeah. development on that side. Um, but yeah, of course, not all of the computers are going to be affected by this. Not all of the motherboards are going to be vulnerable. And maybe no, no, no. some of the ones with an external TPM are still uh, secure because yeah. they. Yeah, they implement some sort of different uh, communication or something. Yeah, I, I, I think the communication should still be somehow in clear. Uh, or because then we, we go back to the chicken and egg problem, because yeah. if you encrypt the traffic, where do you store the credentials or the, the, the encryption keys to then decrypt it? Uh, so uh, it's quite difficult. One thing that you, you just triggered me with the digital forensic stuff, just because that's that's my my focus there, um, which I did not I did not think uh, in the first place. Uh, but you are so right, you know. Um, of course, this could be something that an attacker will do when they steal a computer and they want to read that in it. But we also have, I don't know, law enforcement seizing some computers from a crime scene. Right, and they want to find out who's the criminal uh, from the the computer data, but the computer is encrypted because every computer is encrypted by default, pretty much. This kind of you know things are the ones that are going also to be used by the, I would say the digital forensics vendors, and by the you know examiners as well, so that they can maybe decrypt that. Uh, communication there, find out what's the decryption key, and then read the, the disk. So every time I think there are always two, two different faces, right? Two different um, uh, things when it comes to a new vulnerability, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always someone that is a little more happy and someone else that is, uh, is definitely not. Um, but yeah, now probably a lot of uh, forensic examiners there are parting because uh, you know now they have a, they can a decrypt uh, drivers <laughs> drives uh, on the yeah. fly after years having them stuck somewhere <laughs> in some <laughs> in some lockers yeah um, 
I, I was, so the, it's one of the first thing I asked myself is, is, is he really the first one trying to do this stuff? Or is there someone like the CSVs we talked before that was already doing it? Like, you know, for, for mobile phones, we have the, the big company who can decrypt stuff or who can discover stuff magically, automatically out of uh, a certain kind of device. I would not mention names, um, <laughs> but I, I, I was thinking, is, is it possible that up until now, nobody else was trying to do something like this? Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the first one who never thought about doing something like this. So for me, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, I'm not sure just because it's not specified in the article and uh, me as well, I just uh, uh, watched the video very, very quickly. So I, I'm not sure if the point is that the, they discovered the vulnerability or the fact that they were able to exploit it with a Raspberry mm. Pi, right? Mm. Because that could be the thing. Maybe the, the vulnerability was already known, the, 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 you know, the, the communication in clear was already known, but the fact that you could just buy a very, very cheap, uh, you know, um, device. board or device like the Raspberry Pi and use that to exploit it, it's, it's very interesting. Also because you said it, right? There are vendors out there that are doing this for their, you know, uh, uh, million dollar businesses, right? So maybe there are there are already some devices out there that, that can do it, but they are so expensive and also technically they can uh, only be sold to maybe law enforcement and uh, uh, similar uh, agencies. While right now anyone can go and buy a Raspberry Pi like this for $10 or something. And, um, and just build it something like this and exploit a very, I would say, a, a very uh, risky vulnerability that is affecting so many devices out there. Uh, let's remember just a second that this is an hardware thing. Doesn't, um, uh, we, you know, uh, sorry. Um, no matter what, what is the operating system that you're using, no matter if you're using Windows, Linux, or whatever, this is affecting directly you know the underlying hardware yeah so uh no matter if if you feel secure with your windows mac os or whatever if you're using something like this potentially you could be affected so that's a very big thing even though they are not the first ones but they're using a very cheap device to do so yeah exactly right? i was just going through uh the the, the articles is mentioning in the description of the video and yes, there, there are articles already um, from 2020. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, maybe already, somebody tried to do it, but nobody tried with, with us so cheap hardware. So let's say that combining, may, maybe, but I'm more than happy if stack smashing will will correct us. <laughs> uh, but maybe it's just combining the 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 older research uh, researchers and and the his talent in in using the Raspberry Pi Pico. Uh, yeah. he, he was able to do it like that easy. But yes, it seems that it was something that already was already done by someone else. But yeah, definitely. That's um, that's interesting. Again, it's something when when I see something like this and they say 
why did I not thought about it before? It's because somebody is a genius <laughs> for me. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's crazy for me. You, you know, for me, it's always interesting because anyway, it's not about the fact that this was found for the first time or not. It's it's all about the thing that the more you know we go on and the more it's it's so easy for yeah. anyone without any you know without very high knowledge or without very high skills or without big resources you don't need a lot of money or a lot of time probably you can do a very google search find out someone that already did it and maybe they also you know provide the step-by-step guide on how to do it yourself right um, so, so that's the thing, even though you're not very skilled, you can see someone else that have that and already did it and buy a very cheap device like this and you can go and decrypt, I don't know, 70% of the computers out there. So that, that's the scary thing. Uh, that's the, the interesting thing for me. So, so yeah, once again, thank you security researchers, but you scare me every time <laughs> you find yeah, something yeah. like come on that's that's totally crazy and and again it's the i i found i think i found the 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 oldest article in back in 2019 it was march 2019 so maybe the real research was even before uh but it seems that they were already doing it and tpm 2.0 is also some of the 2.0 are vulnerable and yeah it's uh it's just, we are full of genius out there yeah <laughs> i would say very big one um but let's go to the to the very uh last news of uh, of today unfortunately but every good thing come to an, to an end apparently uh and i really wanted to finish with this thing that uh, i think it's from uh, just yesterday or just a few days ago like a couple yeah. of days ago and it was for for a very small time very big it was everywhere everyone was sharing it and um there's there's a very good topic that i want to introduce here so the news is about um smart toothbrushes <laughs> you will never think about that i, I didn't know there were smart to <laughs> toothbrushes out there I'm not really into uh, smart devices. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like you know. Both are, are good like like they are, um, but yeah, the thing is, you know, there was a I think um, a, a report or an article um, from multiple different news sites uh, that were mentioning that you know uh, three million different smart toothbrushes were some way used in a DDoS attack. Now, just in a, uh, once again, to explain this statement here, uh, when we basically call any device smart, you know, uh, most of the time we are, we're just referring to the fact that there's a tiny computer embedded in that same device that is able to, you know, communicate on the internet. It's programmable. Uh, basically, you know, there's an operating system. It's basically a computer, right? Could be your, I don't know, fridge, your <laughs> tooth, uh, toothbrush in this case, or uh, I don't know, a smart TV or whatever. Uh, we are basically talking about anything that I don't know if we still call it IoT. It was IoT 
Yeah. Some time ago. Now it's uh, I think it's including something else. Um, but yeah, in anything that has a mobile app that you can connect uh, it with, or anything that really um, communicates through the internet is usually uh, a computer, really. Even though you buy it for for another reason. And the thing is that if it's a computer and if it's connected to the internet, someone can potentially compromise it and someone can definitely use it for uh, bad reasons, uh, bad purposes. Uh, even if, if it's really tiny and you are just using it for, uh, for your, you know, uh, to brush your teeth. Um, for, for just some minutes in your day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so it's, um, the thing is that it's, um, you know, if you just read the title, like most of the people are doing, unfortunately, I'm also doing that most of the time when I, you know, just uh, very quickly uh, scroll my, 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 my feed. Um, the problem is that, you know, if it makes sense overall, you just believe it, right? Uh, you know, smart devices can be compromised. You know, they can definitely be part, like, you know, I will definitely expect... And I, I have seen, we, we, we talked about it in some uh, other episodes, uh, you know, um, uh, malicious groups that are compromising IoT devices and adding them to their uh, botnets so they can run, run massive uh, attacks like DDoS, but also, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe crypto mining or something uh, just because they have thousands of devices around the world that are all doing the same thing at the same time. So you will definitely think, okay, yeah, this kind of makes sense. And uh, because it's, uh, um, I would say it's um, exotic, right? Because we were talking about cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's something that you want to share immediately. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they, they did this. But the thing is that, you know, the news itself, the, the, this fact that they reported, it's a thing. It's interesting. We can talk about it. At the same time, I really want to... Um, Stop a second to talk about this thing. The news was not real, right? There was some uh, first articles that were saying they were they were used uh, as part of uh, DDoS, but apparently there were just some uh, things that were lost in, in translation because the original uh, report, the original uh, article was not in English, and uh, basically the thing was uh, started as they could have been used in this way because they are smart devices, because they are vulnerable and so on and so forth. And it became something like they did use it for this reason to, to run this kind of attack, right? And just because we are so quick in reading titles and sharing it, uh, you know, everyone around the world is basically thinking that that happened really. Now, it doesn't change the fact that it could happen. And maybe we just gave an idea to some groups out there <laughs> that will start looking for uh, toothbrushes uh, connected to the internet. But, you know, I also think that, uh, and I feel this is a, a very good topic because we we very quickly go uh, through uh, through news also in this podcast, right? We don't really go in deep. But what I always say is that, um, you know, read as 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 much as you can because it's always useful but also you know take your time if you have any of course uh to, to, to you know deep dive do your own research just not read the first article that you have in front of you maybe 
search the same stuff on another one just to compare what different uh, people are, are saying about the same stuff. Uh, and maybe, you know, even if you read about it once and you see a new article about it, go in there because there will be some updates and something like that. Uh, like in this case, right? Um, just just a few hours later, we, we have um, many different news sites saying, oh, you know, it was not real. <laughs> it was not really, uh, I would say it's probably some kind of misinformation or something. Um, but yeah, it was not done on purpose. Um, but, but it's a thing, right? Uh, it's definitely a thing. Uh, if we want to use the news as part of our learning process, we should also take, you know, take it consciously that, you know, something maybe uh, cannot be really accurate out there and uh, really, uh, you know, double check, um, uh, fact check, and uh, just think about if it makes sense or not um, with our own mind, just without trusting everyone that just because they are, they're writing something on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just try to, to add something more because you already explained a lot and very precisely, but it's no, no, it's fine. Uh, you, you did it perfectly. So let's go on. Um, it's, it's computational power and network that it's not your network that an attacker can use. So it's not their network. So let, let's, let's suppose I'm, I'm the black cat. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, let's suppose I'm, I'm an hacker and I need, power and and a network connection that it's not mine if i can find a, a vulnerability and they're doing it it's not something new they're doing it since many years uh if they need to to use computational power nowadays they try to hack webcams they try to hack printers why not and you, yeah. you will have an ip address which is not yours you will have computational power that maybe don't need thousands of cores but it's just a simple cpu that can be used to run small commands against a, another device and yeah it's it's something that you can use in in the past i don't know if it's still still used but there is the grid community which was using using boink which was a server to when your pc was idle you could use your P cpu time for the research outside. So mm -hmm. real researchers were using your, your PC to elaborate data and only when your PC was idle and you were not using it. So uh, they do, so they're just doing the same without your, you're your, your okay to do it. And uh, they're trying to use your power to do something more specific than just being their idol so your toothbrush in this case it's just it seems to be fake so the, the article say it's fake but uh, the tooth let's think about the toothbrush if the toothbrush is what is a wi-fi connected toothbrush it's idle for 99.9 percent .9 of the day but as yes. a sort of cpu inside it as a wi-fi chip so if it's wi-fi connected and it can connect to internet. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it can. So why not try to abuse it and, and connect to another website just for the sake of doing it? Yeah, yeah we you know, we basically said it. Whatever has 
you know, a CPU and uh, an internet connection, it's, it's definitely something that is interesting for, for attackers, right? Um, maybe they don't need a lot of computational power. Definitely de depends on the type of, uh, you know, attack you want to run. But definitely the point here is to have thousands or millions of devices that can be used, uh, you know, um, at the same time, right? It's not about how um, um, how big or how strong is uh, your own device. It's the fact that I, I have a million of those around the mm -hmm. world, right? Mm -hmm. And controlling them to run my my attack. Let, let's say you know this this DDoS thing. Even though it, it did not happen really, it's definitely you know possible, right? To run something mm -hmm. like that, and we have seen something similar in the past. The point is that you know. The attacker not only has access to a lot of power that they will not have on their own, right? Because maybe they have uh, just a limited computer or infrastructure uh, compared to a million devices out there. They also are basically covering their tracks because they're, you know, uh, if we're talking about DDoS, we're talking about the, uh, distributed uh, denial of service. So let's say in the in the easiest way it's just a load of connections from a lot of devices uh, that are targeting all all of the you know uh, um, everyone the same services right the same let's say website or you know whatever application so that that application cannot handle all of those requests right and eventually it will just you know uh, crash or shut down or will just stop delivering the service itself you know that's why they call it denial of service. You know, all of those communications, they are not coming from the attacker computer. They are coming from your own device at your home, right? So it's a, it's a, a win-win situation for them, right? Um, they are stealing your power. They are stealing your connection, your IP address, basically. And uh, you're part of the attack without you even uh, knowing it because... Yeah. You just use it for, for the reason that the kind of device, right? Um, I mean, they definitely botnets out there are also including you know normal laptops, computers, uh, mobile devices for sure. But the thing is, you know, I don't know. Once again, ten or fifteen years ago, you mostly had one computer per home, mm -hmm. or a couple of computers per 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 home, and now not only you have Everyone with their own mobile device. So we at least have one device with us every every day, every hour. But in our home, in our house, we have so many different devices that are really computer. And most of the people do not really realize it. Or even if they do, they do not consider what kind of uh, you know issues or risks they are facing just because, once again, they are really extending their personal attack surface. The more devices you have in your home and connected to your Wi-Fi, the more things are there that I can technically, uh, you know, try to exploit, try to compromise, right? Yeah. And the thing is that specifically all of these IoT or smart devices, unfortunately, they are not really developed with, you know, security mind because yeah. that's not the first purpose of it. Yeah. I just want yeah. to give you some information about, you know, how long you <laughs> brushed your teeth or yeah, how often I, how I much know. pressure <laughs> you put on your teeth yes yes <laughs> and and the the thing is that the fact is that and we 
we go back to the the first article again if mm. i find that this specific vendor has a vulnerable to device toothbrush in this case that is a toothbrush so again you you will never think about a misuse of your fridge or your toothbrush so it's 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 particular if i find that this vendor has this vulnerability i know that my attack surface is much so not my attack surface sorry my devices are now connected around the world as you were saying before and i will keep it very secret for myself that these devices are if I need to to have botnets because I, I want to be the one owning as much device as possible to uh, cover my tracks. So, so um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, uh, I mean, and also the worst part is that with this kind of devices, you cannot really do much about the fact that they are you know, vulnerable. Oh, exactly. And... You have it at home, so they they are not targeting you. They are targeting the device because they want to use it as jump. So and it's easy. It, it's not like attacking. Uh, let's take my example. If they want to attack our supercomputer, we have defenses. We have a security team. It's more difficult. If you have your toothbrush at home, you will not have. So maybe you have your provider protecting you. Ninety-nine percent of people doesn't have a firewall at home. Uh, it doesn't know what a blacklist is, about uh, an IP blacklist is. So they are not blocking IPs. Um, so incoming traffic from maybe already vulnerable websites, it's not blocked at all. So for yeah. them, it's it's easier. If, you're, if your provider is not blocking that traffic, you will get this traffic. And if they can get to you and you, on your PC, maybe you have a firewall, an idea, but, but no, it's, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. You have some protections on the PC because it's well known that there are attackers I mean, out you there. you have some embedded features from the operating system itself. Yeah. So yeah, technically it's yeah. definitely better than your toothbrush. Yes, <laughs> the, 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 the IoT devices or the, this, these embedded devices are not thought for that. So. They are just there to be used and give you the fancy app with a nice graph or a nice stupid thing that tells you what what's in your fridge, what's going to to be to be the the, the frequency you are you are brushing your teeth or or stuff like that or remember you hey you need to brush your teeth before going to sleep. I don't know what Maybe. else can happen, but. Uh, you know, I I, have, I bought um, a washing machine, and mm. it has a smart feature also on that. And I was I I configured it because I know that if I don't configure it, maybe this can be easier to be misused. So I want yeah, someone see, someone else will will configure it for you. <laughs> will do for me, yes, for sure. So I I wanted to see which kind of capabilities this machine has and then since I'm, I'm a tech guy I was I was checking which kind of traffic was going back and forth and nice. yeah it's it's talking to the vendor servers but not only mm -hmm. so it's sharing information now I, I'm I'm again 
I have a firewall at home, so I block the traffic. So I cannot use some of the features of the machine from my mobile okay. phone. It's nice. I I just kept the the notification when the 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 washing machine finishes, so I know that the machine ended. But you know, it's 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 possible that my machine can go in a bot in a botnet, and I will never know. So I just configured it. Yeah, oh, see, I can I can control my washing machine from my mobile phone. I can stop it. I can schedule it. I can do whatever I want. But then, if I can do it, maybe someone else also can do it. And if my password is still password dot one two three, maybe it's even easier that someone else will will wash my clothes uh, instead of me. So I mean, if it asks for a password, it's already something. Uh, yeah. I don't know about your the toothbrush if it's uh, authenticating you to to watch whatever it gives you on the app. Um, no, no, but by the way, I would I just wanted to finish with this uh, with this question. I wonder if a million toothbrushes or smart things around Device, the world yeah. reaches uh, a computational power that is comparable to your. Supercomputer out there. <laughs> I, 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 uh, no, I don't think we so. We will do some research and uh, yeah. and see how many device, devices we we need to to reach the same power. So we know that it doesn't really uh, you know make sense to take the effort to compromise you. Instead, I will go and compromise everyone <laughs> around the world, <laughs> washing machines, just because it's easier, and I, I reach the same goal. <laughs> yeah, again, you need to find... So it changes the path, because uh, even earlier smart devices, so the, the first devices that were smart, uh, security was not a, was not a thing. So uh, they, I think they, they're like mental cheese so full of holes that hackers can can use and and abuse and so yes it's easier but again if they need if they don't have so if hackers don't have a, a specific use uh, so if they don't need power or if they're not targeting a specific use of your data and they can find this kind of devices for them it's gold i mean yeah uh, yeah so Suggestion, guys, just analyze your traffic if if you can, or ask some ask some no. friend to analyze your traffic at home, and discover which kind of device is talking where. <laughs> yeah, I have another suggestion, guys. Don't buy that stuff. You don't need that. Activate it I, and protect it somehow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at some point you you cannot really buy it something that is not smart that is not really a computer just because everything is now you know including something like that so it's not even a choice most of the time and probably it will be uh, even more like that in the in the you know uh, in the future um like i don't know you cannot really buy a a, a tv without it being smart most of the time yeah. right yeah, exactly. and uh, most of the time uh, you know, even even though I'm a technology guy, I don't really need the, the smart thing. I can just connect my computer or whatever. Or yeah. Uh, so so we 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 are all going to be forced to have that stuff in our home, 
And as you said, they are not as secure as the other, you know, uh, computers we, we already have. Uh, and our uh, computer uh, home networks are not as secure as the big companies ones. So that, that's the thing that I think at some point should be addressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know, once again, maybe with regulations uh, of some kind that forces the vendors to do something more. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all have today a small, uh, I would say small, but it's not that small if you think about it, but definitely a, a, a decent network in our home. It's not about one computer. I don't know, like uh, the, the, the dream of Apple and Microsoft was that everyone had a computer in, in every, in every house. Now we have small networks, uh, with uh, maybe 10 different devices. If you have mobile devices, smart things domotics at home and on whatever maybe your even your car is is connected uh so so that's a small company yeah <laughs> yeah small I, company I can count of 50 device like easily at, at home that are connected so that's that's yeah. something that, that's a number i would say 50 devices mm-hmm. at home connected yeah. yeah, absolutely. And a lot of data they 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 uh, they store Exchange. and a lot yeah. of connection they they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a bit that's a big topic, and uh, I think uh, that's gonna be the last one for today. Yes. Um, so, Fabio, you know it. Thank you so much. You are probably the the, the most. Uh, um, uh, do you say it's okay. man, man, it's fine, it's fine, man. Aficionado. How do you say it in English? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much, and thank you for everyone which you know, uh, uh, you know, watched us uh, live uh, today or tonight, depending on uh, where are you. Uh, this will still be available uh, on on YouTube, so consider having a look at those and um, uh, you know the channel and also the previous episodes. There are 25 of them, so you you have a lot of you know uh, watching time to uh, to use. Uh, feel free to do that and let us know what you, do you think about you know uh, the articles, the episodes, uh, the uh, people that I'm inviting, uh, and uh, you know just let me know if if Fabio should be um, uh, invited again. I don't know, maybe maybe next time uh, we we don't want you anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But again, you. I want to point that out that you ask people on X, Twitter, X, I call it uh, yeah. as you like, to point to you the speakers mm. you would like to invite. So please, guys, ladies, gentlemen, write to Giorgio the names of people you want to see here instead of me because I'm I'm boring. I, I'm not that 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 interesting. Okay, we want to see interesting people here, and yeah, follow it's this actually, guy on, on the various channels. It's actually a, a tricky part, you know, reaching out to all of those people and trying to convince them to join. Yeah. And uh, at some point, I I just finish my 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 agenda. I don't know <laughs> who else I should I should reach out or or just you know I, I'm not maybe I don't know a lot of you know, very cool and knowledgeable and, uh, you know, skilled people out there, which, you know, will be uh, great to talk with. And maybe yeah. you guys do. So just just let me know. Or maybe uh, 
Uh, you think you have something to say or you just will enjoy a, a conversation or just maybe you, you know i can invite you um so you know just send me an email message or just something uh, maybe a pigeon with uh, with some <laughs> piece of paper or something uh, i will i will find it and uh, yeah uh, thank you th thank you so much for that that's it for today and see you on the next episode bye everyone Bye-bye.